Hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to and welcome to a very sad episode of the Gab for a variety of reasons. Uh, but uh, I'm your host, Matt, aka Legion Rex. With me, I have my equally as depressed co-host, Shane, aka the Bearded One. Are you as sad about uh, mom and dad's divorce as I am? I'm very sad about the divorce. Uh, I'm like, also you know, sad. It, 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 it could have been. It could have been resolved if you know, dad hadn't had his uh, affair. But we're not going to get into that. Yeah, dad had an affair. Uh, for those who don't know what we're talking about, watch last me- uh, last podcast. Um, uh, also, it's also very sad because we have to re-record this because Shane's internet exploded. Like, li- uh, okay, like <laughs> a minute in, everything just stopped. I'm like, wait, hold, what's going on? <laughs> Is it? Dis- it's usually Discord. But then it tried to update for like a minute straight and nothing was happening. So I was like, is it just my internet? And then I go down to my start bar and there's a red X over the Wi-Fi. And I'm like, okay, the internet literally just killed itself. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're talking about Taboo Tattoo? No, we can't have any of that shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, have a, we have a wonderful show for you guys. Uh, we have we talk about some simulcasts. We can talk about a couple of about five, six pieces of news. And then we got probably a featured anime that's going to be a whole bunch of fun to talk about. Oh, yeah. But, d- define fun. <laughs> and that's uh, Taboo Tattoo. I'm, it's, that's, uh, I'm pretty sure that's one all of you are going to enjoy oh, yeah. us talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about it, actually. You know who I'm, else was excited to talk about it? Spencer! <laughs> yes, yes, Spencer was going to be on this podcast. But, but here's, as uh, he's being a sleepy boy. He's being asleep. He, he's he's sleep right now. So unfortunately, he is not uh, in the podcast. So you uh, know what that means? We adorn him with the red X of shame until he shows up. Yeah, and uh, and that's if he shows up. Uh, he has the red X of shame. May he uh, may uh, may he realize that this is a uh, may he realize that this is his uh, this is a uh, this is punishment for uh, you know God 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 God, God rest right. his soul. God rest his soul. All right, so I think we're ready to get started, though. I feel let's like just, we are. Let's just jump right into this. Um, let's talk about some simulcasts. Uh, we're about halfway through the season now, so already. Mm-hmm. Um, already we're halfway through the season, which means that uh, uh, Shane, which means it's time to talk about what we think are our or what our three favorite shows of the season are so far. Ooh, okay. Oh, that's gonna. Um, ooh. I wasn't expecting uh, which is this. Harder than you think it is because this season has been very, very good. There's too many goddamn good shows this season. It's hard to pick. Yeah. So like, so um, any ideas? Any uh, any ones that stick out? Okay, for just like, uh, just like a just spitball on the top three here. Um, I'm gonna say for me, my top three are JoJo, mm-hmm. Bunny Girl. And Radiant. And, and Radiant. And Radiant, oh. because, dude, you know me. I love that fucking shonen schlock. Schlock. D- dumb. Loud. The dumb, loud French boys. Yeah, French boys. But it also has heart. It has a <laughs> lot of goddamn heart, man. <laughs> it has a lot of heart. Um, easily my favorite of the season so far is uh, Zombieland Saga. Uh, by a by a very very significant margin. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, although Bunny Girl is 
Bunny girl's up there, man. Bunny girl's pacing it really fast. So that's number two. Uh, there's a bunch of others, but honestly, I want to go and I want to. I, I think my third is probably gonna be slime. Yeah, yeah, uh, I can see that. I, I slime. I, I like. I love how like I was going to watch this show as a joke at first. Like, yeah, because I was, like, we thought this looked fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. This, this sounded dumb, and I'm like, I, I, I'm going to watch it anyways because, I don't know, maybe it could be funny. Like, maybe there's some, like, maybe the maybe the, is it Studio 8-Bit sort of might be animated really well. Maybe there's something to it. And I was sort of, and I, like, just just the way, like, the way the show has been developing, I, man, I don't know what I expected. It wasn't this, and I love it. Like, it's. Like, I, like, I just, I, it's, it's very similar to, like, a lot of the shows this season, I can specify, a lot of the shows this season are, like, very fucking, are, like, this is a much happier season than before. There's a lot of really happy, uh, fucking optimistic shows this season, with maybe the exception of, like, a couple, um, like, uh, fucking, uh, with the exception of stuff, like, uh, uh, with with the exception of, like, some of the darker stuff, this is a very, uh, like optimistic season in yeah. terms of like, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely yeah. a lot more like lighthearted. Yeah, if you discount if you discount stuff like you know uh, a lot of the sequels like uh, Sao Magical Index and uh, Tokyo Ghoul as well as um, uh, stuff as well as Goblin Slayer yeah. uh, and stuff and stuff along that line. Uh, but uh, you, but this is that I, I don't know. This season's been really fucking good, and I. It's kind of it's it's kind of ridiculous on how fucking good this season is. It's kind of a crime, to be honest. Yeah, because remember back in the spring when everyone said, "Oh man, this season fucking slaps," and then <laughs> fall came around and was like, "Nah, no, 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 no. We'll show you what fucking slaps." Yeah. Uh. Fucking. Um. Fucking. Uh. Uh. uh this. Yeah. This season's. This season is fucking slapping right now, and. Like, like even some of the shows that are turning, like even uh, even Banana Fish, who like went over to this season, still yeah. really fucking good, still so, so, so really good. So like it's that just shows the quality of that. <laughs> but in terms of like in terms of shows that I actually want to talk about, I only have one. Do you have anything you want to talk about, Matt? Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, I start. Oh, I'm gonna. I, I, the only thing I mentioned is that I have started Goblin Slayer. Um, and I will not have thoughts on that until probably next podcast. I want to give yeah. it a couple, couple more episodes because right now I my opinion is really wishy washy on it. So I got to I got to collect them a little bit. Um, but the, I do like the only show I would want to talk. I want to hear what you want to talk about because it might be the same show I want to talk about. Okay, the, well, the only show that I want to talk about is uh, Golden Conway. Because I have, I, yeah, I'm not caught up on this. So no, this yeah. no, I was, I was talking to this about, I was talking to you guys about this the other day. Um, Golden Conway might have just had its best episode yet, <laughs> and that's saying something because Golden Conway from the beginning has been nothing but quality. But I feel yeah. like this past week's episode, episode 17, really knocked it out of the park for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, it had a really stellar chase scene. Where Sugimoto and the crew had to escape Surumi's uh, soldiers by stealing a fucking Zeppelin. So, just picture that. 
And then there was a sword fight on the Zeppelin, and it was great, uh, which just shows how much Golden Conway's action really enhances the plot, because remember back when I watched the first episode, I'm like, I'm iffy on this. Like, it's good, but it's not as good as I was hyped up for it to be. Yeah, j- yeah. don't I- ignore that. Ignore like six months ago when I said that because I'm a this fucking show is amazing. This show's amazing. This show's incredible, and it it really baffles my mind that its action in particular can be this consistently good. Because that Zeppelin scene was top notch, and not only that, but then the second half of that episode we had some really great emotional development with Sugimoto and Aserpa because. Uh, Sugimoto and Serpa were caught in a windstorm and they had to take shelter. And it really started to delve into the psyche of both characters. Specifically Sugimoto, where uh, Aserpa was talking to him about the war and what he was like before the war. And then that brought up the question of, oh, will will you ever be able to go back to the person that you used to be? And that's a really weighted question to ask someone who's a war veteran. Because, you'll know, PTSD, survivor's guilt, all of that stuff is really relevant with yeah. uh, soldiers and war veterans and stuff. Yeah, so and the answer that, is that usually they can't, so, yeah. you know. So, and then when she asks him that, he has a really emotional flashback to what he was doing before the war. And he talks about, oh, you introduced me to so much food, but there's one food I... <laughs> You introduced me to so much food, Aserpa, but I there's one more food that I want to eat uh, after this is all over. And he has a flashback to him hanging out with his friends before he was a soldier. And apparently, there's this brand of uh, there's this brand of uh, Japanese plums that he loved, like they sun dried plums, and he used to eat them with his friends all the time. And he thinks about that, and he just starts breaking down, crying. And I think that's the first time we've ever seen Sugimoto actually cry, which is such a milestone for his character, because up until now, he's been portrayed as the really, you know, hardened war veteran. Sure, he has a goofy side, but he's really cold, emotionally distant at times because of what the war has done to him. So just to see him break down in tears like that was such a great moment. And then the episode ended with him and Aserpa embracing each other. And it's such a tender moment. It makes you feel good. And I was crying. I was like, oh, Golden Kamui, you're tugging at my feels, dude. And I was like, man, that was a great episode. I can't believe that it got, like, that much of an emotional reaction out of me. And then it had the fucking balls. Because Golden Kamui, as we all know, is fucking stupid. So it can't go five minutes without being stupid. So after that tender, loving moment between Sugimoto and Aserpa, just split second right after the credits... Shiraishi's in a deer butt. And it's like, okay, yeah, th- this is Golden Kamui. Yeah, it's still stupid. Never mind. Forget everything I just fucking said. <laughs> Golden Kamui is like, oh yeah, this emotional moment. Yeah, Shiraishi in a deer butt. Yeah, guess what? Shiraishi's in a deer butt. <laughs> and it's funny. And the thing that got me the most was that it played the scene so seriously. It goes right into the credits. You think everything's over. And then, like, split second, just a single frame right before the uh, preview, bam, Shiraishi in a deer butt. And it's like, all right, way to undermine everything you just did, Golden Kamui. Bravo. <laughs> 
so yeah, that's it, all I wanted to talk about. Golden Conway loves to do that. Golden Conway yeah. loves to fucking subvert your expectations. Like, oh, we're gonna have a really heart wrenching, serious scene. Nah, we're just gonna have a guy in a deer butt. Fuck it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about because that, that episode of Golden Conway really, really impressed me, just yeah, because of what it did. Great, uh, fucking um. Um, this is not much I want to talk about because most of my opinions have not changed. Um, uh, the only show I want to mention, and that's because I want to uh, mention that that uh, that Shane was right, is that Ulysses. Ulysses is garbage. Do not watch it. Uh, so uh, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, though I'm pretty sure that most of you have already followed that advice considering that I didn't and I was an idiot, so... Yeah. Uh, so... Hi, uh, I so, was chasing a barking dog. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. I was just mentioning that uh, that Ulysses sucks. Oh, uh, yeah, Ulysses sucks. So like, dick. <laughs> it sucks dick, and I am very fascinated, but I am fascinated by how bad... Like, it's the type of bad where I'm like, this is really fascinating on like, like just on e- how on every level, conceivable level, this is bad. Uh, so I'm very, very so I for for the life of me, I'm gonna keep watching only because I'm very curious as to what exactly it's going to do next. Uh nothing good. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, but I will be there to report it on you because report it for you because I am an idiot. So, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Matt's a masochist. I'm not a masochist. Okay, I you will... see, you seem very much like a masochist sometimes. I, I, I look, look, man. You can't appreciate good anime if you've not seen and sat through bad ones. That is That's true. My, that is very. That true. is my argument. Um, plus, the more bad anime you watch, the funnier it gets. So it's like a Stockholm syndrome effect. Yeah, so you basically uh, taking yourself prisoner. Yeah, you ba- yeah, essentially, yeah, pretty much. Um I think we're pretty much done with simulcast though. Yeah, there's uh, really not much to talk about that we haven't already. Which- uh so uh, so um let's move on to news. We have a couple pieces of news. Some of them are pretty big ones, so we'll uh so we'll uh, make sure to discuss them. Um first piece of news. Last week we meant uh, last week we uh, or last podcast we spent a t- uh, quite a bit of time talking about how I uh, talking about how uh, I'm talking about live action, talking about live action anime and how uh, it's becoming more and more prevalent and how there's uh, how and mainly due to the announcement of a live action My Hero coming off the tails of the actual My Hero movie. Yeah, actual My Hero movie. Well, uh, an- well, another anime adaptation has just been finalized. Uh, that f- for an anime adaptation that's been long rumored, um, and it's fine, but it's finally happening. Um, Attack on Titan is getting an American adaptation. Right, right. I heard about Attack- this. Attack on Titan is getting the live at- as uh, Warner Variety reported on Monday that Warner Brothers finalized a deal with Japanese publisher Kodansha to produce a feature film based on Hajime Aishiyama's Attack on Titan manga. Uh, Andy Muschietti, who is the director director of It and It Chapter 2, which which should be, uh, It Chapter 2 should be out sometime next year, uh, will be on board to direct the film. Uh, uh, Barbara Muschietti, who's Andy's sister, uh, Masioka, who's the current producer on the, on on a, uh, Masioka, who is a 
Jap- who is a Japanese producer who was who is a producer on the Netflix Death Note as well as a uh, as well as a uh, producer on an upcoming live action Mega Man film because that's happening. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and David Heyman, who is the uh, who is the main f- creative force behind the Harry Potter adaptations, will be producing uh, producing the film. Uh, apparently, they were they've been they've been in the, the right they've been a uh, they've been uh, talking with Kadansha for over a year about the rights uh, ever since like ever since before January of 2017. So this is a lo- deal long in the making. Um, uh, deal long in the making. Um, and this is and this is not the first, and as we all know, this is also not the first time that Attack on Titan has been adapted into live action. Nope. Uh, there were two, ja- there were two live action Japanese films back in 2015 as like a two-parter film, as a two-parter film that loosely, that more loosely adapted the manga and instead told and went into its own direction in, in a way. I guess uh, what I once said, it sucked dick. They aren't good. Uh, not horrible, uh, but they're not good. Uh, 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 main, main, uh, mainly because mainly because they just don't understand Attack on Titan like at all. Um, no. Also, because it's co-direct, it's directed by like two people, and the directors fought on set about what the film was about. So there's that. Uh, but um, uh, it. Whether or not this is going to be a remake of those films, because at one point it was reported that it was going to be a remake of those films, uh, but now it seems to be hinting that this is going to just be a brand new adaptation of the original manga as opposed to the live action films. Shane, uh, I want your opinion on this because I have strong thoughts on this. Uh, Do you think Attack on Titan could work in live action or no? Uh, I mean, I want to say no, because they've already tried and clearly it didn't, but I feel like Attack on Titan is something that you could properly adapt into live action. It just depends how you do it, because, of course, with something like Attack on Titan, you're going to need a huge budget, because yeah. if you're going to if Not you're going to deal with something with like the. That was the biggest issue with the Japanese ones, is that because they weren't, they didn't give them enough money, basically. Yeah, if you have a big enough budget, you're gonna need it for Attack on Titan, because those Titans are gonna have to be ridiculous. It has to be a big budget. The problem with Attack on Titan is that it's is that it's going to be expensive, and normally that's not gonna be an issue. We've seen we've seen Hollywood spend billions of dollars before on mm-hmm. like shit that bombs. Yeah, fucking uh, spending. Remember John Carter? Yeah, nobody does. Uh. <laughs> Um. Uh, but uh, the big issue is not that it's expensive, but that it's going to be expensive, and it has to be R-rated. That's the yeah. big deal. Yeah. That's the big problem here. Like you can't skimp out on an Attack on Titan movie. That shit is hard R, or it's nothing. Yeah, that's just a hard R, and just for violence, just for violence alone. Yeah. Like, I, like I don't, I don't believe Attack on like. There's like no sex. There's very little like language, actual language in it, like at all, like strong language, like at all, um, like outside of like Levi, um, and and so it's literally just the violence is so it's so visceral and so bloody that mm-hmm. it needs to be R rated. Yeah. Um. And now the good thing is, is that I trust. Uh, Andy Muschietti's a great director. He did it the pat last year, which made a ton of money for Warner Brothers. Yeah, I, w- I was um, gonna say, like, if you're if you're gonna get anyone to direct it, 
he's mm-hmm. a he's a very good pick because of yeah, course he, Attack on Titan needs to play into its horror elements and you and know this guy's a horror director. He did it, so he, he did knows it, horror. Which is, yeah, he did it, which is very which was one very good, um, and second like it was a R rated movie that made a fuck ton of money. So like it's one of those, um, so so it's so Warner Brothers probably felt confident in giving him the job. Um, although this is not the also. Uh, Fun fact, this is also not the only anime adaptation he's currently tapped to direct. He's also tapped right now, um, but I don't even know if that's still ha- – I think that project might be dead again. Uh, so Which I don't think one? that's happening. I missed that. Ro- Robotech. Uh, oh, Matt that. Cross. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's tapped to direct that. Uh, but that is – that's still uh, – we don't know if that's happening still. So, like, uh, I think that might still be dead. Um, uh the other thing that gives me hope is David Heyman, um, who's producing. Uh, he, uh, his, uh, his his work on how adapting Harry Potter is uh, something of it's something legendary in Hollywood now. Um, it's something like it's something of uh, something iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because the way he because what he because what he did with Harry Potter when it first came out. Like with the whole thing of like we're gonna adapt all these books, we're gonna do it in real time, we're gonna get like the actors of age and we're gonna have them age with the movies. Like that was like unheard of at the time. It was unheard of. It was like ambitious as hell, mm-hmm. and it. I mean, and obviously it paid the fuck off. Um, getting him on board, especially as someone who did that and is also someone who see, who prides fidelity to source material i think we might have a good i think he might be a good a uh, good fit for this i think that this would uh very much benefit there's no writer though and that's we need a writer that's the yeah. only thing we don't got is that there's no no writer i would not be surprised if andy muschetti writes it himself because he is a writer he um, could uh but i don't think he's going to because he wasn't attached to so, but we'll get more news since we have a director and producers. We're probably gonna get news about a writer very soon, uh, and we'll keep you all posted on that when we do get it. Moving on, um, we have a co- we have a lot of Netflix news. Um, yeah, Netflix I mean, kind of went to fucking like, ham a lot. Uh, first piece of news for Netflix is that um, is that there's a new uh, anime exclusive uh, uh, exclusive anime on Netflix uh, coming on December third. Um, uh, very very soon. It's called. And it, it's going to be from Studio Period, and it's called Hero Mask. Uh, it's going to be fifteen episodes long. It will center on a strain of horrific incidents that all revolve around a mysterious masked detective. James Blood works down the track, chase down the truth of the incidents. The anime will have fifteen episodes, and it's uh, and it, it, this was like this was announced like literally like a couple of days ago, and it's coming out in a month. James Blood. Yeah, James Blood. He's American, so that's the mo- like that's the most American name you can like. That's the most like that's the most unintentionally edgy name you could ever come up with. <laughs> James Blood. Yes. Uh, fucking. I, other names include Sarah Saint Clair, Lennox Gallagher, Edmund Chandler, Harry Crichton, uh, Grimm. Oh God. Uh, Fred Faraday. These are the most. These are like. These are like American names you'd find in like an old like, like in like fucking old noir, which is like all that fucking. I'm pretty sure that's the only thing that Japanese actually know of America at this point. 
Yeah, this to, this to me feels like a Japanese person trying to write something American. It's like, oh, what's an American name? James Blood. <laughs> James Blood. Ooh. Um, the big deal, though, is that this is going to be the directorial debut of a unit director of unit named Hiroyasu Aoki, who was also the unit director for a lot of shows that we really like, including... Um, no, including uh, High School of the Dead, Hunter Hunter, and No Game No Life. So, so this guy, so he has a, he's got his, so he's got his, and he's going to be the director and writer for the show. Dude, you did, all you had to say was Hunter Hunter. I'm sold. Uh, yeah, he worked on. Uh, he was a he was a uh, unit director for a couple of episodes, not the whole series, but like a couple episodes. Um, he's also going to be the uh, the animation and the um, the character designer is also is uh, Tassi, uh, the character designer. Uh, is the same guy who did the animation for the new for Apple for the new FLCL and uh, and a lot at uh, Eden the East High and all that Kurokudo uh, Basket, um, a lot of other stuff. Um, and in terms of uh, and, and, and uh, so this and this show comes out on December third, probably with an English dub as well. It's, yeah, yeah. It's only going to be fifteen episodes as well, which is not too. That's bad. a weird episode count. That is a weird episode count, but whatever. It's that's, on Netflix. That's like when that's what like when Angels of Death came out and said, "Hey, we're gonna have sixteen episodes." Like, what? <laughs> uh, okay. No show ever has sixteen episodes. What the fuck? <laughs> but uh, no. But uh, I guess Hero Mask is gonna be fifteen episodes, and it'll be on Netflix soon. Uh, speaking of other stuff, Netflix announced a fuck ton of anime. Um, yeah, they went fucking ham with this shit. They went ham. Um. Now, technically, only um, uh, only uh, three of them are technically ba- uh, only uh, only um, only three of them are going to be made by a are made by a Japanese company. The other two are technically not Japanese. So, but we're going to be discussing them anyways because I think one of them uh, I am really excited about. Um, the first, the big one, the of course the. Uh, uh, let's actually let's start with that one because that the, that was the news that was the big one that was like the big one that was in the news every time. Uh, Pacific Rim's getting an anime. Um, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh yeah uh, yeah fuck yeah. Uh, Craig Kyle who wrote uh, Thor Ragnarok and Greg John X Men Evolution will be co showrunners and the story will follow two siblings an idealistic teenage boy and his naive younger sister who are forced to pilot an abandoned Jaeger across a hostile landscape in a desperate attempt to find their missing parents. Uh, if you anyone here has not seen Pacific Rim, fucking watch Pacific Rim. Yeah, watch uh, Pacific Rim because it's fucking nuts. It's nuts. It's awesome, and it's like the sec. It's like the best action film of the decade that's not named Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it's it's absolutely amazing, and if you haven't seen, it's definitely one that like not only does every anime fan need to watch it because it's basically a live action anime. Um, but also, like, I think just anyone who's a film aficionado should just watch Pacific Rim. It's it's so good. Yeah. Um, and the other non uh, the other non Japanese thing is a is a Filipino uh, anim- animation uh, uh, basically anime, uh, which is a call called a Trese, which is about a supernatural investigator who solves crimes in the city of Molina, where figures from Filipino mythology interact with the modern world. So imagine. <laughs> It's like a detective story, but with with a supernatural, with gods and mythical creatures and all that shit. It sounds dope. 
Um, although the name of it is Tracey, the, the name of the graphic novel is Tracey, and one of the fucking books is called Book of Murders, and I'm like, is this Black Butler? Yeah, is this Black Butler? Like, Book of Circus, Book of Murder, Book, book of, of the Atlantic? Atlantic. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited for that. But let's talk about the, the, uh, the like, the, the fully Japanese stuff. Um, uh... One of these is called Kagista of an Insect Cage, which is an adaptation of the manga, the same name by Kacho Hishimoto, which is technically also a fan-made doujin series. It's technically, it was not published by an official company. It was self-published. So technically, it's classified as a doujin. Uh, Kyochi Chig- uh, Chigara, who was the director of Tokyo Babylon, Full Metal Panic, and Lags of Exile, will be directing the anime for Gonzo. Uh, it's set in a, the series will be set in a post-apocalyptic world where a mysterious disease, Kagster, the Kagster, turns people into giant murderous insects, um, and it will follow the struggle of a young couple to stay alive during this time. Uh, the series has been confirmed; it will be a full CG show. It will oh not boy! It will be full CG. Uh, uh, they release some screenshots. They release some screenshots of it. It doesn't, and the CG looks pretty good. Looks pretty good, especially on the bugs. Um, well, what is this Earth Defense Force? <laughs> what is this Earth? Def- what is this Terra for Mars? Um, but uh, it it looks pretty. It, it but uh, it that there's no release date for that. The other one is called is is one that I think sounds dope as hell, and that's Yasuke. 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 Um, it, it's set in the war torn feudal Japan of mechs and magic, with a, and a retired Ronin must take up his sword when he's charged with the task of transporting a mysterious child who dark forces want to eliminate. Technically, it is ba- uh, while it has mechs and magic, and it's like obviously like it's obviously uh, like a like fictional. Uh, the the story's protagonist is actually based on a real life historical figure who is uh, Yasuke, who is a African samurai who served under Obu Nobunaga during the 16th period uh, during the during the uh, Warring States period in the 16th century in Japan. Uh, so would, that- so would you say this is an Afro samurai? Oh, is Samuel L. Jackson going to play the lead role? Uh, there is a lead role. Um, it's uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, who is currently best known? He he was currently currently. If you're a film aficionado, you probably know that name because he was in Sorry to Bother You earlier this year as well. He, he was also in Get Out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but anime fans will probably best know him uh, as he was the he played L in the live action Death Note as probably the best thing about that movie. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, he was, and he was he was actually really fucking good as L. Uh, he was just really wasted on a shitty movie. He was just wasted. Yeah, it was just wasted on shit. Uh, he was just wasted. So like it's uh, so uh, so, but he will be voicing Yasuke. Um, the director of the series will be the the creator, director, and executive producer will be Lacine Thomas, who is also the known as who is also the creator of another show that is widely beloved, uh, which is The Boondocks. Mm. Um, and you also be doing the upcoming anime Cannon Busters uh, for Netflix, which comes out sometime next year. Um, Flying Lotus will be pres- and Flying Lotus will be composing the music. If that name sounds familiar, is that because they did the music? Is that they've worked on a lot of anime? They, they've started to work on a lot of anime recently. Specifically, the one they their claim to fame was that they did the music for that Blade Runner short about uh, last year. Uh, yes. Uh, so um, and Mappa and Studio Mappa will be animating it which um, you know sold <laughs> yeah sold um and the other one the other one is a not a show but a movie and that then that altered carbon is getting an anime spinoff and 
Uh, the only reason I care is because it's being written by Dai Sato, who is the same guy who wrote, uh, let's, uh, let's see, uh, let's see, uh, Samurai Champloo, Cowboy Bebop, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, Ergo Proxy, and Eureka 7. So he's got a good track record. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, it's, uh, uh, but since it's a spinoff show, if you've not seen Altered Carbon, which I actually recommend it because it's actually quite good. Um, you will, uh, y- this is probably not one that you would be interested in. Uh, so, uh, but, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, apparently it is not a direct sequel or an adaptation of it. It's a spinoff that is going to be more of like a, a separate thing. So you might be able to enjoy it like as a standalone. All right. So, and I think that's an all for Netflix. Netflix did announce a lot. Like, yeah, uh, Pacific Rim sounds fucking awesome as an anime. Yasuke yeah. in particular is the standout in terms of like just the wholly original stuff because yeah. that sounds fucking dope. Yeah, that sounds dope as hell. Uh, like, like we're gonna keep an eye on all these because these all sound lit. Uh, but let's uh, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Crunchyroll and Funi and their divorce. Um, yeah, mom and dad are getting a divorce today as of this recording. And they and of course, if you only want to divorce the 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 uh, fucking uh, they need they need to split on what they what both sides get both sides get. Uh, and uh, Crunchyroll has a part. Uh, we're not going to go into the entire list because there's way too many uh, to actually go through. Uh, but um, Crunchyroll has a bunch of shows that are leaving and joining the platform. All the all the titles that are leaving Crunchyroll will be sub uh, sub versions of anime that are owned by Funi. Uh, while uh, all the, uh, while a lot of Funimation's English dubs that they did for Crunchyroll will be heading over specifically to um, to uh, Crunchyroll, some of the dubs that some of the notable dubs that are leaving Funimation going to Crunchyroll, they'll be exclusive to Crunchyroll. Include uh, include Ace Attorney, Berserk, Bungo Stray Dogs, uh, Ninety One Days, uh, Free, the first season of Free Island. Uh, can call uh, Mob Psycho 100, Nambaka, New Game, uh, V Zero, Saga of Tanya the Evil, uh, the show we're talking about, Taboo Tattoo, mm-hmm. um, uh, H and Bride, Moros Mononikin, Testament New Devil, Assistant New Devil, Twinstar Exorcist, and Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches are the probably the most are those are the ones that leaked out as like like yeah that's going. Uh, for stuff that's leaving Funi, if leaving uh, country to go to Funi, um, some of the ones that are of note that you should be note that of note, just in case you have a country going out of Funi and this is suddenly leaves. Uh, these are the one. These are some of the big ones, and that's Ass Class, Overlord, first season of Overlord, uh, Noragami, Yu Yu Hakusho, Surf the End, Cowboy Bebop, High School DD, D Gray Man, Certain Scientific Railgun, Steins Gate, Champloo. Uh, uh, Psychopaths, BBB, uh, Blood Arcade Battlefront, um, Hyoka, uh, Grimgard, Fantasy and Ash, uh, Claymore, and Hatalia are like the big ones that uh, the subs. The one, though, that scares me and Shane, though, mm-hmm. is leaving. And that's Nichijou. Yeah, because uh, this thing is a fucking licensing nightmare, apparently. This thing's a licensing nightmare. This thing was initially owned by Bandai, who picked it up. Uh, when it first came out, uh, a Bandai or uh, or Genion or whatnot, but then they, but immediately, like after they picked it up, like I want to say, like a month later, they went out of business. Um, Unfortunate. So the, yeah, so then they lost the rights, and then Crunchyroll picked it up at one point for like just a standard streaming. They didn't license it; they just 
got the streaming rights. Yeah. Uh, but then they let it lapse, and then they lost them, and then it went into license, and then it left again. Um, and if that was, it was like that for several years until Fooney saved it. And, ha- and now it has a Blu-ray release, sub-only. And that's why it's not on Funimation's website, because it's uh, sub-only. And uh, this was during the partnership, so all the sub-stuff went to Crunchyroll. Now that Fooney is prepping to get sub-stuff again, I would not be surprised if Nichijou makes its way over to Fooney. Yeah. Because um, um, this this is the one because I lo- I looked at the list and you know as someone who has both a Crunchyroll and a Funimation account, I'm not worried about any of these because yeah. one or the other like I don't really care as long as I can watch it. The one that I was worried about the most though was Nichijo because Nichijo of course has had a fucking history with licensing issues and they just recently like this past summer put it back up on crunchyroll after years of it being gone i was like okay it's on crunchyroll finally i have a chance to watch it legally i can actually watch it and then of course when they're like oh yeah mom and dad are getting divorced and dad's taking nichijo bye i'm like ah shit because like what if what if there's the slim chance that funimation doesn't carry it over what if they just let it go back into licensing hell which I don't, I both of us don't think they're going to do because that's just stupid. And yeah, since they're, they're all about subs as well as dubs now, we both assume that Funimation is going to take it over to their website. But you know, slim chance that they don't. How many times is this going to be met? Uh, this is going to be the third time in a row that it's lost license that it lose that it lost its license. And that's scary. That's that's actually worrisome. Uh, now, now, so thankfully, I don't think they're going to lose it because Nichijou is a beloved show in the uh, anime community. So I don't think that Fumi will let it lapse. Yeah, hopefully they don't. We'll find out later today, I guess, because uh, the divorce papers are being finalized as we speak. Yeah, divorce papers are being finalized. Uh, cries. Um, <clears throat> I cry eternally. And unfortunately, we didn't have... Th- we should also mention, this is the tentative list they gave us. This isn't the finalized list of everything that's being affected. Of course, we'll be getting that list later today, but as of this recording, they haven't released it. So, we're just going off what we've been given. So, just disclaimer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is, but that's the, that's the stuff that's leaving. Uh, we will, if there's stuff that we miss, or like stuff that's actually leaving permanently, we'll cover it, ne- we'll cover it next podcast. Um... The final piece of news is about an anime that we're all really, I think, really excited about. Uh, and that's uh, Watanabe's new anime, Carol and Tuesday. Carol and Tuesday. Uh, which is now with an E, by the way. Um, Carol has an E now. Um, oh, shit. Carol Character and... development. Yeah, Carol. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 Did I break you? I, I don't know. Although I didn't... Uh, but um, the official website for Carol on Tuesday, the new original anime by super, its supervising director, Satoru Watanabe. He's not directing this. He's going to be overseeing it. He's the chief director. Um, he, this, is, he is, this is not something he's directing. Um, it's going to be more of a space dandy where he just oversees it. Mm-hmm. Um, anime Studio Bones began streaming a commercial on Wednesday. The, there, is a, there is a commercial for it, uh, albeit it doesn't really uh, it doesn't show shit. Um, Which is probably good. Show- and there's no animation in it. Um, the website also unveiled more staff members, a story synopsis, and a character profiles. Um, 
It confirmed uh, the anime's collaboration with sympathizer and keyboard brand Nord and guitar maker Gibson. And they're collaborating with fucking Gibson for this. Um, wow. <laughs> um, and a new visual. The big news from it, though, is that the anime has been already grabbed by Netflix. Like, this is, like, what, roughly six months before it airs, so... Yeah, and Netflix always snatched it up thanks to a licensing deal it has with the programming block uh, for its Fousey TV. Uh, this is the Plus Ultra programming block, and it has... Uh, yeah, 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 laugh it up. Yeah, laugh it up. Laugh it up. Um, <laughs> that's not, like, my... That's not My Hero related, right? No, it's not. It's just called the Plus Ultra block. Yeah, it, it's meant for like an older anime for an older audience, or it's like an uh, oh, kind of stuff. Oh my god! Okay, continue. Um, because they have a, uh, it's the same thing. Ha- the same thing happened to Ingress. The same thing happened to Dragon Pilot. The same thing happened to uh, Sirius the Jaeger. Um, so all of this stuff was picked up by Netflix beforehand. Um. The director of it will actually be well, his name. His the, the actual director for the anime. His name is Motonobu is Motonobu Hori, who is was the, who <coughs> is making his directorial debut on this show. But he is the key. He's been the key animator for a bunch of stuff, including but not limited to um, the, thir- uh, the the Berserk Golden Age movies, um, Alpha CL Progressive, Dragon Pilot, Blue Exorcist. Uh, Ghost in the Shell Arise, um, Nin- uh, the Ninja Scroll TV show, uh, Kinemozume. He was the he worked in he worked on Spirited Away, Steam Boy, Sword Art Online, uh, Psychopaths, um, and he was also and also that uh, Blade Runner again that fucking Blade Runner short showing up again. He was the key animator for that. So a lot, a lot of credibility here. Um, yeah, uh, this is his directorial debut. He's been overseen by Watanabe. Uh, the character designer, will, the character designer, is the same character designer who worked on, who uh, did a show that we covered earlier this year on the podcast, and that's uh, uh, t- uh, his name is Tushinori uh, Sato. He did the character designs for Blast of Tempest, um, and he also did uh, the character designs for Sword of the Stranger. Uh, which you've not seen Sword of the Stranger. Watch Sword of the Stranger. It's amazing. Um, um, the music. Now, of course, uh, you you may be wondering, oh, who's doing the music for it? Because Kill on Tuesday is a musical based show, so you got to know who's doing the music. Well, it's going to. Well, uh, it's going to be a. Uh, it's going to be a Canadian music artist. Oh no. His, his name is his name is Maki. Okay, he's a, he's Canadian. He's Canadian Japanese. Um, uh, he's Canadian. He's Canadian Japanese. Uh, his name is Maki. This is going to be the first uh, anime he's worked on, um, and he was chosen by Watanabe specifically for uh, specifically after listening to one of his albums. Um, huh. So so he was discovered by Watanabe, uh, which I'm very curious by. But here's the thing that I think people need to know about uh, Kill on Tuesday before going in, because I was surprised. I was kind of shocked by it, and I think that some others will be too. Because the, the, what the what this show's actually about. Um, so here's the story according to the website. 50 years have passed since mankind began migrating to a new frontier, Mars. It's an eight... <laughs> Or, okay, so already, <laughs> continue. <laughs> yeah, it's an age where most culture is produced by AI, and people are content to be passive consumers. 
There's a girl scrapping it, uh, scrapping a living in the metropolis of Alba City. She's working part time while trying to become a musician. She's always felt like there's something. Her name is Carol. There's a girl born to a wealthy family in the provincial town of Oslo City. She dreams of becoming a musician, but nobody around her understands. She feels like the loneliest person in the world. Her name is Tuesday. A chance meeting brings them together. They want to sing. They want to make music. Together, they might have a chance. The two of them may only create a tiny wave, but that wave will eventually grow into something larger. Uh, so let's talk about the fact that uh, this is a fucking sci-fi. Okay, so number one, plot twist of the fucking year. Like it's a, it's a science fiction. I was not expecting them to be colonizing Mars. <laughs> 50, you know, 50 years have passed since they colonized. Mars is already colonized. Like, they just, they're just like, yeah, fuck Earth. Like, let's go to Mars. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> this is also not the first anime that Watanabe's worked on with Mars as a main no. place. Um, number two, who the fuck names their kid Tuesday? That's a day, silly. <laughs> I've met girls named Friday. Well, their parents are dumb. <laughs> like, you don't uh, name your kids after fucking days, dude. Uh, fucking Tuesday. Uh, fucking. Uh, I think this. What's also surprising to me is that this show is still classified as a romance, which means that this is a fucking LGBT romance. Which means it's a Yuri. Which means it's a Yuri done by Watanabe. This is gonna be incredible. Like <laughs> this show is gonna be great. The thing is that since Netflix picked it up, well, since it, it, it airs in April, um. And got picked up by Netflix, and so far I have a I have a sneaking suspect since Netflix picked it up, his eyes are going to be like violent a violent situation where it's airing simultaneously, or it's probably going to come out sometime in September of that next year, like September October. Yeah, I was going to say like we are going to get it by the end of 2019, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah, I, w- um, I was going to say the fact that Netflix picked it up was a red flag for me because we all know how Netflix likes to handle its anime, but at the yeah. same time they picked it up enough in advance that I feel like they could, if they wanted to, do a violet scenario with this. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know if they're going to because Violet was a weird situation where the show was the show was fucking like just was done when they aired it. Finally aired it. Like the Violet, Violet was done. So there's no so they uh so in so basically like in the, in the case of uh, Kill on Tuesday, it all it all it all it depends on like how far Bones is into the production of it. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Which who knows? Um, bones are bones are busy boys lately. So, uh, but I am, uh, but I am very, very, very excited. Um, and um, uh, and what I find interesting is that uh, I just learned this. Carol Tuesday is on is trying to cast unknowns for the leads. They actually they held uh, like musical auditions uh, uh, to find like the exact right people for this. Hmm. Um, this, honestly, the more I hear about this show, the more I get really excited. Like, okay. This sounds really good. Like, alright. Real talk. A sci-fi musical Yuri from Watanabe, the guy who did fucking Cowboy Bebop, done by Studio Bones? Yeah. Like, stop, my penis can only get so erect. <laughs> no, with, no, and with, like, imagine the anime detail. Imagine, imagine it, Shane, and just imagine the character animation. Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> that 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 shank orgasming right there—that's the noise he makes for the orgasms. Yes, that that um, is the exact noise uh, to a T. Uh, when uh, I do it uh, on a girl, I go ah, uh, and then she's like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> All right, so 
<laughs> we're moving the fuck on. Um, I think that and um, uh, is that uh, it for news? Uh, uh, that's it for news. Uh, there's no anime sales numbers because the one because they because uh, they were because they didn't come out this week, so there's no there's none of that. Um. Uh, so I think it's time we uh moved on. I oh, think. Oh boy. <laughs> Are you ready, Shane? I'm not ready. Are you? Uh, we're doing it. So, uh, time to start. Time to uh cover our featured anime of the podcast. As you all know, we all, we tried to get uh spent uh uh Shane used this meta and failed miserably. You know, I'm not uh, taking the fall for this one this time because I did everything right. It was literally the randomizer decided to fuck me that day. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, we're gonna be today. We're gonna be covering the action mystery show. Or the action mystery. I use that. Yeah, it is a fucking mystery. action mystery seinen. The action mystery seinen taboo tattoo directed by Taka uh, Takashi Watanabe and written by Mayori Sekiji, written by Makuori Shikazima and Masu, uh, Masumitsu Okake. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, it was animated by JC staff and it for 12 episodes uh, from July 4th, 2016 to September 19th, 2016. And if for some reason you desire to watch Taboo Tattoo, uh, uh, it's currently on Funimation. Uh, uh, it's currently on Funimation, at least not until night now, and at least not starting today. It's going to be on Crunchyroll. Yeah, when this episode goes up, it'll be sub and dub on Crunchyroll. So go there. <laughs> If you if you so desire to torture yourself, go for it. If if you so desire, if it uh, highly recommend it, go watch. It's on. It it will be on Crunchyroll. Uh, it will be on Crunchyroll available to watch. Um, what's this show uh, about, Matt? All right, so Tabu Tattoo follows uh Seiki, who is a uh. Uh, who is a uh, high school? Who is a high school kid who on his way home? Uh, who is on his way home from school when he saves a homeless man uh, from getting beat up by some thugs? After be- he saves he saves them and and on his on the and the homeless man receive gives him a strange tattoo which grafts itself immediately to his hand when he uses it. Uh, this leads this this brings him into the middle of a conflict between between uh, the U.S. and the and, a, and the kingdom of Bronin. Who, uh, who both desire the tattoos for equal, for equally stupid reasons. Uh, that's pretty much the show because honestly, I don't know. Like half the time, I don't know what the hell this show is trying to do. To be completely fucking honest, uh, uh, this show is really bad. This show is not good. Uh, Shane, what did you think? Uh, what did you think of Taboo Tattoo? <laughs> The show sucks, dick. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> this show is fucking it's, really bad. It's something, all right. Like this just this funny. Like, okay. I, 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 I have never had so many yet so few feelings about a show before in my life. <laughs> like <laughs> like when I started watching this, it went from it started off okay, like meh. It went from meh to bad to funny to boring, back to funny, back to bad. And I'm like, at this point, it's such a weird roller coaster of painfully dull emotions. <laughs> like, 
I don't know what the fuck this show is trying to be. I don't know who this is for. I don't even know what the fuck is going on. I watched 12 episodes of this, and I read the synopsis, a full synopsis afterwards, and I still don't know what the fuck happened. Like, nothing in this goddamn show makes sense. None of the characters are interesting aside from a few, and even then, they're limited because the show sucks donkey wiener. Like, I don't... I don't know, Matt. I don't know. <laughs> this show is... This show is... Alright, so... You remember, y'all remember Big Order from a couple years ago? Uh, this is Big Order with tattoos. This is Big, this is big Order with tattoos and better animation. Uh, that's pretty much it. It's like the it's only the really only saving bad. grace of the show is the animation, and even then, it's widely inconsistent. It, it's 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 this is the type of bad show that like you watch and you're more just in awe of like its badness. You kind you watch it and you're like, I have no idea who greenlit this. But yeah, I, did. I I can't imagine being the guy who saw this and was like, "Ship it, <laughs> ship it out." This is it, it, perfect. Mm, mm. Air Quality. this; it's gorgeous. We can't; it it can't be any better than this. We've nailed it. <laughs> We've nailed this. Is this is the per- a perfect anime? Like like, like, like our masterpiece. Like someone looked at this and said, "This is good enough to air on television." Like, this, this is good enough for tele- people to watch. <laughs> this aired on television in Japan. This aired on television. It's clearly, Japan has very low standards. <laughs> this aired on television. On TV Tokyo. Um, Oi. Um, uh, boy. Yeah, boy. But let's get right into it. Mm. Uh, let's, let us let us rip this fucking thing uh, to uh, a new one. Uh, there's no good episode of Tabu Tattoo. No, there but, isn't. No, there isn't. But uh, in... in in, in all fairness, and all we'll give the benefit, we'll give the benefit of fairness, uh, and we'll uh, and uh, Shade, would you please tell tell us what is uh, the episode of Taboo Tattoo that annoyed you the least, or okay, well, you like you like the most. This is an interesting one because, like Matt said, there are no good episodes in the show. All of them are the same level of shit. Um, but when it comes to favorite. Like, I went back and forth. I could say episode 7 because it's just mindless action. I could say episode 11 because it's basically the same thing, but with dick jokes. But in the end, for literally no other reason than one specific thing, I'm going to say... I'm going to say my favorite episode is episode 10 because it Agreed. gives us the greatest character ever conceived in an anime. Gil Carter. Gil Carter. Yeah, Gil Carter, this man, shows up for fucking out of nowhere, like, oh yeah, my name's Gil Carter, I'm ready to shine, and then dies immediately. Like, 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 he shows up out of nowhere. Literally, he has not been in the show up until this point. Episode 10, out of nowhere, he jumps off a cliff and he's like, my name's Gil Carter, it's my time to shine, and then bam, his head's gone. In the span of three seconds. Like, second one, he jumps off the cliff. Second two, he says his name. Second three, his head is gone. <laughs> and it's glorious. For no other it reason than that, episode 10 is my fucking favorite. Because that is one of the goddamn funniest things I've seen in forever. <laughs> 
Please, Matt, oh, tell me what your favorite episode is. This is episode, it's episode 10. Not yeah, okay, just okay there moment. we go. <laughs> yeah, not just for that note and moment, because that moment is fucking hilarious. But also, I think in general, if you want to, like, if you have, if you want to have, like, a funny bad time, episode 10 is exactly the type of episode you would watch, because that episode's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. That episode's so, from the first meted in, Fucking one of the, uh, the uh, there's a character who's running on a dock. They just stop and then they, the, the character model just slides the rest of the way there. And it's, that's in like the first 30 seconds. So like, there's like, so what do you, so from that moment, you're like, yeah, you just, you, you, you know, you're in for something good. Mm-hmm. But that entire episode is straight up just a, fucking hilarious train wreck that has that just keeps on that just just keeps on piling on the st- uh because with this show with a so this bad i think that it's easy to like it's easy i mean it's easy to make fun of it uh but you have to but if you if you want to pick like a favorite episode I always pick the one that entertained me the most, and episode ten entertained the fuck out of me. Dude, that like episode the, the, was the entertaining. fucking the Gil Carter scene alone, I was like, yeah, this episode was worth it yeah, for the, those the, three the, seconds. Yeah, my name's Gil Carter. I mean, by my time, <laughs> my, my name's Gil Carter. It's my time to shut. <laughs> like, what? Who even was that? Like, why? I don't know, what? Matt, and that's why it's so goddamn funny. All right, Shane, who was your? Uh, uh, now, as you said, Taboo Tattoo, there are no good characters in Taboo Tattoo. There are, okay, in Taboo Tattoo, there are characters that suck, and then there are characters who suck a little less. Yeah, uh, who's your, who's your favorite character out of all, though? Okay, who's the I, one I, that... like, again, I had, I had a, I had a conflict thinking about this, because I could go with Izzy, because Izzy is one of the only characters in the show that actually has, like, an arc, and is actually tolerable at times. Uh, I could go yeah, BB like because BB is unironically by a Uncle Tatum. Yeah, uh, unironically a pretty good character, other than the fact that he's in and out in like three episodes, so he's kind of worthless. Uh, he's, he's unironically a, actually a pretty good character if it wasn't for the fact that he's in it for like very little and he doesn't really do much. Yeah, but I, I think I think you might agree with me. Um, my favorite character is fucking Tamaki. Agreed. Yeah, because that fucking boy. Like, if you're talking again, no good characters in the show. But Tomaki is unironically a great character in a shitty show. Because Tomaki, yeah, yeah, he's a great, it's a great idea, great concept for a character. He's an otaku who is convinced that he is the main character of his own show. Yeah, and he has a fucking cosplayer girlfriend who he meets at a con before they go on the final mission. He's like, don't worry, babe, I'll come back alive. And then she's like, no, you're not. You're setting up red flags for yourself. If you keep talking like that, you will die. And he's like, don't worry, babe, I'm a triple A protagonist. <laughs> and she's like, no, in your own story, you're the hero. But in everyone in the real world, you're just a background character. And like, I love it. Like, <laughs> like, like that's like the uh, he, the funny thing is, is that that's a genuinely great idea for a character. Yeah, and I, I like I because like because we mentioned this show technically takes place in the U.S. Uh, so and Tamaki is like I think one of the only two Japanese characters in the show, along with um, Seiki, um, like, at least okay. in the main cast. Like, all right, uh, um, Toko, Toko as well. Yeah, um, with with it with Tamaki, like. <laughs> 
every time he's on screen, it's just it's unironically a great time because mm-hmm. they just made him a fucking nerd, and it's yeah. great. <laughs> and you 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 are like convinced because they're playing it up like, oh, he's the red flag character. He is going to die, which makes it all the better when he's the one who lives at the end. Yeah, when he when he live when when he lives through. And I, I, so yeah, Tamaki is genuinely like the, It's like it's like the show's shitty except for him. When he shows up, it's like yeah, yeah, and let's it, go. And it's made even better that he's actually kind of a badass. <laughs> he his 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 fight in episode eleven is unironically a like it's actually like pretty damn good. Yeah, I'm not when, gonna when, lie. when he fights Tiger from Junie Tyson and wants to get fucked to death. <laughs> And it's just a re- it's just a really awkward sexual tension between the two, and then he like fucking bashes her into a bed of spikes. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's surprisingly badass. Yeah, uh, Tamaki like, is like the only like sufferable character in the show because the re- the rest of the cast is like insufferable. The rest of the cast is either annoying or boring, um, um, or pedophiles. About- Let's talk about least favorite. Oh yeah, let's talk about least favorite though, because this is going to be interesting. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of for the picking. There's a lot of for the picking here. Speaking uh, of which, my least favorite is a pedophile. So, uh, who is it? Uh, I it, it's Arya. Isn't it's Arya. It? It's fucking Arya. Arya is a shitty villain. Like Arya is a shitty, shitty villain. Shitty she doesn't villain. do she doesn't do anything other than like monologue and her fucking bravado, like a cocky bitch way. And she's she's so horny, dude. Like she, she can't keep it in her fucking pants. She's horny on main, guys. She's horny on main. Uh, she refu- she she can't keep it in her pants. Uh, she's horny on main, and it's uh, and like this, like the this show convinced me that Arya is like a like a pedophile sex offender, like a child sex offender, because not only does she molest. Anything that moves, that includes children. Because I'm pretty sure that fucking, um, the Schrodinger's cat girl, who I forget her actual name because I don't care. It's, uh... Pretty sure she's underage. Uh, Iltutmish, that's her name, I think. Iltutmish. Pretty sure she's, uh, underage as fuck. And Yeah, I think so. And Arya's not only horny for her, because she's like, don't worry, I'll bleep you later. But she totally plays into it, and she's like, ah... <laughs> Princess, and, and you and you would think that like, oh, maybe it's just a joke. But then something happens. The, the end of the episode happens, and they actually fuck. No, they actually fuck because it cuts back to them, and she's like laying on top of her, and, <laughs> and she's like, she's like knocked out. She's like, oh man, oh that that orgasm was great. And it's like, oh, oh no. Uh, fun fact, the person who voices Arya in the dub is the voice of Kale from Dragon Ball Super. Oh, fucking Dawn. Uh, fuck it, uh, uh, Carly Mosier. Oh. She voices Kale. Yeah. I was thinking of Khalifa. Never mind. (laughs) You, you, you dumb. Sorry, Um, the show made me actually stupider. (laughs) You lost brain cells. Uh, my least favorite character is the most annoying character in the show, Toko. Uh, I hate Toko. You know Uh, what? Okay. I, I, I unironically liked Togo at the beginning, because even though they play her stereotypes up to the fucking extreme, I like those kind of characters. Even then, they do I, nothing no, with I her. Do t- no, I do, too. My problem with Togo 
is that she's like the bad version of that character who doesn't understand why they're good in the first place. Like, okay. Like, okay, she's the stain. Her whole thing is that she's the childhood friend, love interest. That's what she is. Yeah. That's her entire character. My problem with Toko is that you could remove her from the show and nothing would change. Like, no. At all. No, it actually wouldn't. And nothing would change at all. And you and some people give the argument that, oh, well, like, her, she, because uh, Toko dies, like, around, like, two-thirds of the way through the show. And yeah, episode eight specifically, so. Yeah, episode eight, Toko dies. In any other show, Toko's death would be, like, a, this really ballsy fucking move on the part of the writers. Because uh, you'd be like, oh, shit, they just killed off, like, the main love interest. They had to build them up. And, like, they were, like, they're, like, going well, but then, and then just dead. Dead. Like, out of nowhere. Like, like, fucking Elutamish turns into her fucking, like, lion form or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And then Toko's like, I gotta go, I gotta go protect Seigi! Seigi! And then out of nowhere behind her is the fucking lion. And just, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, her death is funny, Just by the way. Just that bitch. Yeah, no, this, and fucking, uh, the worst part of it, the worst fucking part of it is, is the fact that fucking, okay, my question is, why the hell would you bring a fucking child to a war zone? I don't know, do Matt. Let's why? ask, let's ask Spencer, who finally showed up. Yeah, I'm, genuinely, I'm really sorry to everybody. I, my fucking phone died. I'll charge your phone. Yes, but anyways, so I hear that we're talking about the worst episode. Yes, uh, no, no, we're talking about the worst. Uh, we're talking about worst characters. You missed. Uh, well, the worst character is obviously fucking everybody. I mean, he's not um, wrong. But no, Toka's the worst. Yeah, Matt's correct. Uh. <laughs> She really doesn't do anything except for just be a love interest <clears throat> with big boobs and to get molested. And Which yeah, if you saw the thumbnail for this video, <laughs> accurate. There's a <laughs> lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, very forced etchy in here. Yeah, uh, etchy that wasn't on the tin. It wasn't exactly it's, uh, it wasn't on the tin, but we weren't told about it. To be honest, it's not really that bad, but like <laughs> It's not, but it's I distracting. Least... It yes, is distracting. distracting. But yeah, no. And the fact that yeah, Toke is like, just as it, Seggy, I'm gonna be with you for. Oh, I just got eaten by a giant monster. Um, I hope this doesn't cause any forced character growth. Oh that no, isn't, that isn't even character growth because he grows more when a person he's met for like. Three or four days gets devoured by himself, and then we get forced backstory. And uh, the show sucks. The yeah. show's Joke bad. The show's bad. Let's like because because uh, we're done talking about specific. Let's rip into it. Let's just rip a fuck into it right now. Uh, go over like because because uh, uh, we'll talk about. Uh, let's just talk about all the stuff that doesn't work. Shane. This show sucks donkey dick. No, show. Okay, what doesn't work in this show? Uh, basically everything. <laughs> like, okay. 
like I said, the only redeeming quality of the show is the animation. Because when it wants to, this show pulls out some tremendous fucking animation. Really detailed mm-hmm. character art, fluid movements, great choreography. It's unfortunately wasted on a trash fire where literally yeah. everything else fails to deliver. Even in the animation part department, which is the only good thing about this show, even then it- it's wholly inconsistent because yeah. the fights will have amazing animation, but, but then everything-, everything else cuts corners. Everything else cuts corners, and it's and it's very, very, very obvious. Let's talk about the fucking editing for this show. Oh my god! Editing, okay, the editing in this show is hilarious. The editing if, show is funny. If you wanna, if you wanna teach uh, like an editing class in a film course, make them watch this as a prime example of how not to edit something. Because yeah. holy god, <laughs> this is a this is a mess. This is Aiden. a fucking trash fire, dude. Like. I don't know who the fuck was in charge of editing, but uh, fire him. <laughs> never have he'll never never work in the anime industry, ever ever again. Because because not only is the editing sloppy, um, again it's inconsistent. Because some scenes will be decently well edited, and then other scenes, who like you just smash some keys on the keyboard and hope that it created a scene, <laughs> and and that goes back into the animation too. Because even though the animation is great sometimes, the cuts aren't nearly as long enough as they need to be. So the fact that you have these really short cuts mixed with the horrible editing creates, like, a clusterfuck for the eyes. Two-second cuts followed by the shitty fucking constantly rotating camera that, for the first fight, you're like, oh, that's kind of interesting, that's unique, and then it... By the by, like episode two, you go okay. Yeah, I'm sick of it. No, by episode yeah. by the end of episode one, I was sick of it. And and then True. fuck it, uh, fuck it. Uh, Tabu tattoos cuts. The the, the the Tabu tattoos cuts make the born movies look restrained. Uh, they they uh they, the fucking uh the 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 cuts make like modern action movies look fucking restrained as hell. And like it's one of like um like I will like if you do like a frame by frame of this I want to bet that like some scenes are literally just like just random garbage thrown at the fucking screen for no I would reason. not be surprised if you go through this frame by frame that some scenes are literally just a single frame just thrown in there like, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised cuz this cuz mm. no I just I I I also would not be surprised it, you know what? Just fire both the editors because the sound editing in this show. The sound. Oh, it's in, it's incomplete. I I oh, refuse to believe it is in, it is anything so, but incomplete. I'm gonna bring up the fact that sometimes the music just stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's a cut, and then the music just stops. This is it. It fucking uh, the music will just stop, and like and like and not on like one of my like one of the favorite one of my favorite cuts like one of the funniest cuts is in the middle of like it's in the middle of episode five and it's okay. uh, when Arya and Sagi meet for the first time, yeah. uh, and Sagi gets like fucking Arya basically makes out with Sagi. The music is playing. It cuts away. To Toko, it comes right to Toko and uh, and Tutmish. Uh, yeah, um, music cuts out for comedic effect. 
but not for like a little bit. It's for not for like not for like you know like a like, like a, a good chunk like not, yeah. for like a beat. It's literally for like a second, like a frame, and then it just keeps going to back where it was. And it's so jarring, and, and it's so jarring. Uh, uh, and it's just it's it is actually like fucking ridiculous it's actually fucking ridiculous to be completely honest uh, uh, again what we were saying earlier like someone fucking someone looked at this and said yep ship it it's good this is shit this this was shipped aired on japanese television um from and the- second one this show made no sense let's talk it hey 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 matt yeah matt, thanks for saving me from those punks Here's a tattoo. Yeah, wait, like fucking Christ. Wait, what's this tattoo supposed to do? I was like, no, there you go. Well, it's oh, like, like wow, I saved an old guy from being mugged, and he thanked me by giving me a tattoo, and now I just have superpowers. And I have, to, oh, I have the, I have the triggerless tattoo. Who has, which it's has tattoo. a trigger, kind of, not really. They yeah. lie, like they do a terrible job explaining it. Like they, it's uh, like the show. Like what did that? Like they convince them that it's blood in order to not like freak them out. Um, and that's uh, it. By the way, they, they, that could have been easily explained too. But like, uh, there's the scene in episode one where his tattoo actually absorbs the blood. So you're like, oh, okay, blood's his trigger. That could be a really cool dynamic where it's like, it goes into like the moral ambiguity of it. Like, where does he get the blood to power himself up? Does he hurt people? Does he hurt himself? Like, you know, you go into that morally gray area, you could make something pretty interesting. But then fucking bluesy fruzy over here is like, oh my God, it's the triggerless tattoo. I've never seen anything like it before. Oh yeah, Izzy's real name is the fucking... uh... Is fucking bluesy fruzy, by the way, which is the stupidest name of all. And they call her Izzy for short, and it's like, how do you get Izzy from any of that? Yeah, Izzy one, Izzy's a better name than fucking bluesy fruzy. Bluesy fruzy sounds like the name that somebody thought Americans sounded like. No, you know what that sounds like, Matt? That sounds like Shredfield is the name that Americans think. Fucking Tom Shredfield, that killed me. But you know what bluesy fruzy sounds like, Matt? It sounds like it sounds sounds like like a a limited. It sounds like a limited edition Kool Aid flavor. It does. It, it, it sounds it, it, it like, sound, like they come out in the summer. It's like try our new Kool Aid flavor, blue bluesy fruzy. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No fucking, fucking bluesy fruzy. It sounds like it sounds like booberry. You remember booberry? <laughs> that shit. Fuck, dude. No, bluesy fruzy sounds like somebody who isn't all mentally there is describing fucking blue Gatorade. Bluesy <laughs> <laughs> fruzy. I was like, what does it taste like to you? Bluesy? Also, did you realize that in a Japanese school she wrote her name in English? Like, like... Well, because she is American, so... She is American, and also she, uh, and also they do teach, um, they do teach Romanaji over there, so it makes sense. True, however, it just made me laugh. She goes to a Japanese school which, which isn't even like a high-level school. I'm pretty sure uh, Justice is in Fucking it's, a, it's a standard like it's a standard high yeah, school. Yeah, standard high school, and she doesn't write it in Romanji. 
she fucking just writes it in English. She goes, hi, I'm Bluesy Fruzy. Nice to if meet you. If I was ya. a Japanese person, well, one, I would pick on the guy whose first name is Justice. <laughs> but that's besides the point. That's why they call him Seigi. Yeah. How do you get Jaggy from Justice is my fucking question. I want to see. Okay. You guys no, keep talking. I'm going to see. Else. I'm going to look this yes, shit up. Okay. okay. Because I'm almost positive that in the entire 12 episodes, she only calls. She only gets called Bluesy Fruzy probably like two times. And it's usually by a villain who's like, yeah. oh, you Bluesy Fruzy, the lieutenant. Everything else is Izzy. 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 Just call the character Izzy. Why the fuck did you call her Bluesy fucking Fruzy? <laughs> because it's fucking, uh, oh, and I just looked up. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so Justice in Japanese is Ma- Masayoshi. Not Seigi. Not Seigi. So where the fuck did they get Seigi? I was this is convinced. By a Japanese person. The Japanese person. To- no, Japanese. because the fucking the, this show is dumb. Because I was I was convinced that they were like I was convinced that Seigi was just the Japanese word for justice, and that's where they got that from. Apparently not. Fuck it. Uh, apparently not. Also, fuck it. Um. So, uh, so, let's talk about some of these other names. Colonel Sanders is a fucking <laughs> character named after fucking uh, named after KFC. And it's, it's a, no, it's Brigadier General Sanders, but he wants you to call him Colonel because he thinks it sounds cooler. This is the yeah. most American character in the history. This character is more American than Michael Bay, and it makes perfect uh, sense that in the dub he's voiced by Chris Abbott. Like mm-hmm. genius, he's yeah, a genius, genius, yeah, amazing, fucking top tier casting choice, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Lisa Lovelock. Uh, let, okay, can we talk? Okay, fucking um, BB's real name is probably the the most edgy name in the history of Ed, Brad Blackstone. Brad uh, Blackstone. Yeah, which yeah, sounds just, like a just name. call me BB for short. It's it's from the name. It, it it sounds like a name from like Kekai Sensen, to be honest. It really it does. does. Yeah, it just does. add another B on there, and you're good to go. He just literally he is the living incarnation of BBB. Oh, um, fucking blockhead! No, oh god. <laughs> so okay, so I was like, hey, I wonder what the names of some of the characters are. So I went onto the Taboo Tattoo Wikipedia page. Uh, under characters, there's only three entries, and it's Bluesy, Fruzy, Iltimosh, and Segi. That's it. Yeah, that's the, those are the only characters that exist, clearly. Like, uh, no one else in this show exists. <laughs> Can we talk all... about the greatest character of all time? Fucking Cal, Cal Stinland. Cal Finland we did, and it's fucking great. Fucking, uh... Fucking, uh... Very, very quickly... Uh, worst episode, episode 8, best episode, ep- episode 11, worst character, Toka, best character, Tomaki, there you go. Um, yeah, okay, we we all agree then. <laughs> yeah, we all agree then. No, Tomaki you're wrong, the Spencer, character. the best character is fucking Gil Carter. <laughs> Gil Carter. Gil Carter is, a, is an American hero. He's a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> Can I, fuck it, one second, J- live on stream, uh... You know, I'll take the I'll take the time to 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 give a go. word from our sponsors then. Okay, let's see let's see what we got today. What we got today? Uh, okay, this episode of the Gap is sponsored by Funimation. 
Funimation, of course, being the single greatest dubbing company in the history of Japan, uh, you go, you can go to Funimation.com forward slash the gap to get your free 37 second free trial of Funimation Now, where you can watch all the latest simul dubs as they're airing, as well as many other catalog dub titles and newer subtitles coming soon. That is www.funimationnow.com slash the gap. Now, tip my name. Oh god, oh god, what? Did you ch- did you change What the fuck? <laughs> Rip Gil Carter, Carter American, American hero. hero. I am beyond I am mad. I am I am the hero. I am if the Gil hero Carter, taboo tattoo. You know what? Gil Carter should have been the main game. I want a spin-off of Taboo Tattoo about Gil Carter. Like 12 episodes all leading oh, up dude. to that moment. Oh, god. oh my god. Make it like, okay. Make it like a spin-off where it follows the events of Gil Carter up until the point where he gets to the canyon. <laughs> that, yeah. No. You like, guys, yeah. I would fucking watch the shit out of that. I, I would want to. No, no, no. It is. No, it, what? No. I was just saying, like, it is really sad when a character that shows up for about five seconds is infinitely more interesting than 99% of your cast. Hey, my name is Gil Carter. It's my time to shine. <laughs> I just realized that, the, you know, the guy who has the whip? Yeah. Like the fucking, uh, DC, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the male horny guy, as opposed to... I just the realized female. that all the villains in this are horny as fuck, by the way. Oh, just yeah. The, vil- the villains yeah. are just horny. Like, they're, they're all, they're they're all like, a bunch of horn dogs. They're fucking horny on me, dude. The holding on main. I, I I relate, but at the same time, no. Uh, but uh, <laughs> at the same time, stop molesting children. Anyway, <laughs> uh, his name is R R Lurk Lurker. Mm-hmm. That's yes, his... that's it. Yeah. What the fuck? I didn't even know his name. They yes, the show never told him. Lurker. So what does R R stand for? Ridiculous rabbit. Ridiculous. A uh, fucking uh. A f- I don't I don't know what the fuck it stands for. Uh, fucking um. There's a oh, what, can we just talk about the guy who turns into a bug at the end <laughs> yeah. for no reason? <laughs> Tell me, do you know his name? No, no I don't. He's do the, you know I, his name? All I know is that he's the captain. He's like he's the head of the military. He's the dude he's who like, shows up at the beginning. He's wearing a fucking classy suit and a top hat. That, I love his design. So I hope I was like, and oh, he man, just I, turned into a giant beetle <laughs> and, and I'm like, just fucking fuck? kamikazes. <laughs> <laughs> he just turns into oh. a fucking dung beetle. Fuck it. it. Let's talk about the fact that I counted at least twice, and that was me paying attention to this show. Character models literally sliding into frames. <laughs> yeah, join the club, no, dude. Episode episode ten when Cal is on the fucking docks, dude. Try um slide episode, episode try one? try episode nine. When fucking BB is trying to escape from being molested by the rape crew, um... <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. This show is a lot funnier when you think about it. The more you think about it, the funnier this show gets. The you know when absolute... the fucking rape crew comes down and chases BB into the alley, and fucking what the fuck is this? What? I just. I typed in fucking guy who turns into beetle taboo tattoo, and I got an AMV. 
Oh no! Yes. Oh my god! No. Oh yeah, I forgot this. The show has a five point like nine six on Mao, and there's a bunch of people giving it. T- I think I I think there's fans of this show, dude. There's people who are fans of this show. I would hope that it's unironic. <laughs> I I hope it's I hope it's unironic. I I hope it's like. Like I like okay. I would rather it be I, I, unironic than ironic. If it's ironic, yeah. then you're just being dumb. If it's unironic and you act, you know, to you, like I'm not gonna rip on someone for actually like. But like, it's like it's a uh, well. Clearly, you're a man of culture. Clearly, you're a man of culture because this show's amazing. Okay, before, talk, before we, we talk get about it, Professor Wiseman on how who the fuck is he? Like What's who the fuck? He's the fucking like they try to make this go full circle. It's like, oh, he's the guy who gave Sagi his tattoo. It's like, all right, all right. Why? It's a, it's Where like, did oh, he come oh, no. from? What are his motives? Chess. He's playing three D chess, dude. He's playing like four D chess, and he's like he's playing four D chess. He's playing four D chess, manipulating both sides that will never get resolved because this show ends on a fucking cliffhanger and okay. never ever will get a season. Okay, two. Yeah. I want to I want to talk about episode twelve because episode go twelve ahead. is unironically the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so let's go through a, a nice timeline of taboo tattoo, just real quick here. <laughs> episode one: main character saves old guy, gets tattoo, is triggerless? Question mark meets Americans. Episode two, shit happens. Uh, episode three, I genuinely forget the stories. Episode four, I think this was the one with fucking the copy tattoos and illustrations. Co- a copy tattoo? Uh, that what? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, fuck. Uh, that's the one with uh, that's the one with Lisa. Okay, never mind. That's the one with Lisa and the fucking. FM PS1 FMV CG. No, wait, that's Hogan. the one with the capybara and the cat. That's, that's the, the one with the capybara and the cat. Okay, yeah. I have I have three things to talk about before we wrap this up. So just keep going okay. through the timeline. Okay. Uh, yeah. So then Lisa gets kidnapped by the rape crew. Um, and then you're like, man, Lisa's pretty cool. I hope I get to see. What is that? A capybara opening a door for a cat? <laughs> this show's the greatest show ever made. Yeah. Episode, episode six, I think they're at the island now. Yeah, the episode six is where it's BB. Yeah, it is it, fucking Brad Blackstone. And um, then they fight. They fight Doctor Genius. They talk Doctor Genius. That's his fucking name. <laughs> he's a no fucking uh because the because the because he's like I am a genius and then uh fucking and then the, and the person and is uh like fr- it's like his I want to say his girlfriend or like his partner. Right, I think it's assistant. his assistant. Yeah, his assistant is like right there, and it's like talking about how much of a genius he is. Uh, episode seven. Episode seven is the one. It's the raid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Eight is where Toka and BB die. Yeah. Um, For no discernible reason, by the way. Uh, nine is the flashback. Ten uh, is Gil Carter. Gil, Gil Carter. Carter. That's it. <laughs> Eleven uh, is dick jokes. Episode anime. eleven is dick jokes and mindless action, and, and then episode, episode twelve, 12 is, is fucking is kaiju a, fight. Is a kaiju fight followed it's, by the entirety of season two in about fifteen to twenty seconds. Dude, that was two of the three things I wanted to talk about. All right, let's talk about the kaiju fight because this shit's fucking like this what? shit. Okay. On, uh, totally not joking, being completely serious, this shit gives Pacific Rim a run for its money. Because, oh my god. 
This is they, no. I can't believe Taboo Tattoo decided to cross over the Gridman, uh, SSS Gridman, <laughs> Gridman at the last. With Gridman, like this okay. is a this is no this is a crossover more ambitious than Infinity War. Like That's what okay, that is completely be, being completely serious. Did either of you guys expect the finale to be a fucking kaiju fight? If you had told me before I watched this fucking show that this was going to end with a kaiju fight, I would have laughed in your face. I well, guess been what, like, bitch? No it fucking way. happened. And it happened, and I'm like, what? It is like, like they get cons- they get consumed by the source of their tattoos, which turns which them into makes- giant monsters. Which, by the way, which by the way, Voidmaker makes no sense. No, Matt, none of the fucking what tattoos make sense. Void, yeah. I'm sorry. I have a couple questions for you, Lisa. How the fuck can you just use air to cause explosions? Not like like sonic booms, like fucking fiery. FMV explosion, dude. She's I mean, fu- she's fucking Kira from JoJo. She I mean, she is just get, fucking you, the mean, killer queen. Te- if you want to get technical, you can technically heat up the air large enough to create an explosive reaction. So that kind of makes sense, dude. She's so, she's just fucking killer queen with stray cat. She turns the bubbles that. into bombs. Don't don't just go. <laughs> hey, what's up? Is it's, oh yeah, that's my fucking Colonel Sanders voice. Hey, what's up, Izzy? Man, you have a small rack. LOL. Don't worry, you'll grow into my big melon soon enough. <laughs> oh, I got kidnapped. Ooh. Oh, fuck okay. it. Uh, Ooh. Uh, it's changed. What? So, the three things I want to talk about was the kaiju fight, which is something else. Like, fuck. It's not a good fight either. No, like, it's, it's not. It's horrible. It's <laughs> It's awful. Like, uh, it's awfully edited. There's, like, no animation. They just keep reusing the same cuts over and over again, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> the fact that the entirety of season two is in the last minute of the finale, like, they couldn't even, like, they couldn't even keep it in their pants long enough to see if they get a second season, so they're like, fuck it, let's just do it now. The, the fucking, like, hey, it's like season two coming, let's go. So now the, the American military, the American government is involved now, and they gotta go to the North Pole for some they shit. Go to, they gotta go to the North Pole. Uh, Arya's sisters are now involved, and they probably, and they got tattoos. Uh, fuck it, uh, I kind of want a second season to see how bad, how bad it could be, to be honest. I'm very, like, I, 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 <laughs> I think it broke I, that. I, I, I like it would be like it would be amazing. But what's the third thing you wanted to talk about? The fucking cats are the ultimate life forms. Cats are yeah, fucking heroes. I, I was making this joke for the entirety of my viewing. Cats are the fucking dominant species on the planet, apparently, in this fucking show because they're the only smart people in this entire yeah. series. Not only are they on- the only intelligent beings in the entirety of this show, mm-hmm. but they're so intelligent that they can meow in subtitle. Like remember, they don't, they're not cats when, that they're not cats that speak English. They meow when fucking when fucking Izzy was like, "Oh, what a cute cat!" And the cat was like, "Fuck off, bitch!" Yeah, the cat's like, "The hell's Suck your problem? Get the fuck out of here!" Like, I love the fact that the cats are not only the most intelligent beings, but they're so smart that they can they don't speak English, but they meow, and therefore that can be translated perfectly into English to give subtitles to what they're actually saying. And like, what they're actually saying is like subtitle along the lines of, yeah, I got a fucking fish. What do you got? <laughs> one second. I, I one Yeah, second. I got a fucking fish, what's your problem? I'm gonna go on YouTube and see if I can pull up that scene. The cat was just insulting them. Mm. 
Oh my god. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I got a fucking fish. What the hell's your problem? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Forget about uh, it. Okay, last thing before we wrap this up. Can we talk about the fact that this show, like, there's no it's ending? <laughs> this show just ends. It just ends. <laughs> this show's hilarious, dude. This show is so funny. Like, this, I, sh- this show wastes so much time trying to explain things that make literally no sense, and then it ends on a fucking dime. I and- hate it when... Sh- fucking shows do this like they explain shit that doesn't need to be explained what like, was the cat was that episode two that was episode, it's episode four. three was it episode, it was episode three it, it was, was episode, episode three, three. Yeah. and the capybara for the cat was episode four yeah and that was the that was the episode right after it like this show like this show wastes so much time trying to make sense of things that don't make any sense at all and and then it has the balls to just end things on a whim nothing gets resolved like the kingdom isn't defeated Arya isn't defeated like, it just ends, and then they go about their lives, and then season two happens in the last minute, and it's like, oh, okay. Uh, Alright, whatever you say. Yeah, fucking, uh, it fucking, like, the thing is, too, is that fucking, uh, like, the only thing that's even remotely resolved by the end is, like, Seiji's character arc, whatever arc he fucking had. Yeah, did he even have season. a fucking arc? His arc was him basically learning to, like, stop be uh, like, basically, like, it was basically an arc that of, of like, do I keep my ideals or no, pretty much. <laughs> do I keep my ideals, Saray Saray? Uh, Saray Saray, yeah. Uh, uh, that's pre- that, was, that, was pretty much his, that was pretty much his arc, and at the end of the show, he's like, yeah, I'll keep my ideals. God, I forgot that in season three, there was just a fucking 15-second just shot of people walking away for no discernible fucking reason. Yeah. Oh, it... In episode three, yeah, 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 there was that. So, like, this, this, everything on the production side is fucking incompetent. Other than some really great animation at times. The editing is atrocious. There's unnecessary CG. Like, I don't even know if this had a director. I'm not, I'm not fully convinced this had a director. They had the director of Slayers, Boogie Pop Phantom, Shakugan no Shauna, Freezing. He's done stuff before. He's a good director. Like, what the fuck? I don't know, man. Wait, no, she already has the cat in episode three, so it has to be episode two. I don't know, man. The cat is the best character, though, along with Gil Carter. Gil Carter is an American hero. You cannot tell me otherwise. So, is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap this up? Taboo Tattoo is a masterpiece of awfulness. Uh, that's pretty much all. Uh, like, like unironically, it's shit, but ironically, the best goddamn comedy you could watch. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny. Alright, so... I could feel my fucking depression getting more serious than I watch. <laughs> like, fucking... fucking okay, show. like... Before we wrap up, I'm going to tell a story, because this happened, like, two days ago. Spencer was finishing up Taboo Tattoo uh, at the university. Matt and I went to go get food, and on our way back, I was like, man, he's probably at episode 12 now. I can't wait to see his reaction. And we walk up the stairs, and the first thing we see is Spencer sitting there, shaking his head at the screen. Like, Like, in uh, awe. uh, Yeah, I was like, yep, there it is. And then I was like, yo, spoilers, it's a fucking kaiju fight. (laughs) 
I can't- I still can't get over the fact that the show ends with a kaiju fight! Oh my god! That's never explained! It's Del never Toro, explained how... is that you? <laughs> no, it's never explained on how they can become kaiju. Like, like, the, like the source of their tattoos swallows them, and instead of killing them like it did BB, they just turn into giant monsters? <laughs> so clearly the shit's situational. Oh shit! What? I think I found it. Okay, what does the so cat what the, say? What the, the fuck does the cat say? Let me see. I'm just waiting for it to play out. It's Chase and Justice like yelling at the cat, like, hey, Toka, don't fucking mess with the cat. And Toka's like, but I love the cat. I love this fucking cat, dude. One second. It's, uh... Oh, wait. There you go. Okay, so yeah. So Toka's like, hey... Isn't a cat? The hell's your problem? So I'm a straight cat with a fish. What are you gonna do with me? The hell? The hell's your problem? And then, huh? You want to fight? <laughs> hey, wait. There's like one more thing that he says, which is, "Get out of here. I'm gonna mess you up, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> the cat straight up says. The cat says that, like it's subtitled, and it oh. meows and just says, "I'm gonna mess you up, bitch." Like, the fuck's your problem? Yeah, I got a fucking fish. What about it? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm a straight cat. Hey, forget Fuck about you. it. Forget about it. Like, the fu- the fucking... The cat's a fucking uh, New Yorker. The cat's a New York... The cat... That cat... You know, like, that cat came with Izzy from, New- from fucking New York or some shit. Like, I... Uh, I think it's time for final yeah, ratings. Yeah, I think it's time we wrap this shit up. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's fucking final ratings. Uh, Spencer, what do you give this show? I give this show as an actual anime... A fucking one out of ten. <laughs> this is the most terrible, dreck-filled, disgusting, fucking, sometimes lazy-ass fucking anime I've ever watched. And I'm so glad that I, don't, I never have to see this again. I created a new folder in my anime uh, tab, which is Nuclear Fallout, and that's where it will stay for the rest of its life. Quality is pretty solid, seven out of ten. <laughs> I think the kaiju fight. I think the kaiju fight was what made his comedy rating go up because he was like, "As a comedy, this is like a six. Now it's a seven. I feel like the kaiju fight brought that up a bit. Fucking uh, Shay, what do you give Taboo Tattoo? Okay, so again, this entire sh- this entire show just sends me into like a spiraling depression. <laughs> Like, this this show has made me think so much, yet so little about everything. Life, the meaning of humanity, why we were created. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thinking, is this the worst show I've ever seen? Because, like, you know, Nakaima not- was terrible for separate reasons. And I, but Nakaima's I, at least competent. Nakaima is a much more competent production. But I hate Nakaimo just from a moral perspective. Like, there's shit that happens in that show that actually disgusts me. So I'm hesitant to give it a lower rating than I did Nakaimo, but oh man, this show. This show is a mastercraft in shit. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not even lying. I think 
I think some of Matt's masochism is rubbed off on me because I'm tempted to watch the sub now. <laughs> I'm tempted to watch. I'm tempted to show. Okay, I'll, I'll explain. But I'm tempted to show this to people because this is funny. Because okay, funny. you know, you know what? As an actual anime, I can't recommend this to any human living right now because <laughs> it is fucking atrocious on literally every level. But as an unintentional comedy, you need to watch this shit immediately. There are links in the description. Please go watch it. It's what? What's your score, Shane? What's you know what? Favorite? Fuck it. I'm gonna give it a two. I was gonna give it a three because I'm like, I still don't. I still think I hate Nakaima more. But it's but too incompetent. It's too. It's too incompetent to pass it up. So I'm gonna give it a two. Uh, as a fucking comedy, I'm gonna give it a pop team out of ten. Because this rivals Pop Team in terms of hilarity. Um, <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, yeah, Taboo Tattoo. Uh, if you want, if you know how I rank my scale, once things go below a three for me, that usually means that the thing's incompetent as fuck. Like, there's literally no salvaging it. There's no salvaging it from like any stand. Like, at least with a three or on my scale, which is with also bad rankings. At the very least, with some tweaking, they could work. They could they could work and they there's stuff that's there and there's stuff there that I'm like you know what I see some good in this when it hits a one or a two it's an incompetent fucking mess and taboo tattoo gets a two only thing that's saving it is its decent animation mm-hmm. um uh is its is its decent animation and like some pretty and some oh and so, and, and the occasional fight scene that may be may be pretty cool. Um, specifically, yeah. any any of the ones with Tamaki and that first one between Izzy and Seiji. Seiji. But even um, then, they shit the bed so hard because the editing's so atrocious. You can't literally can't tell what's happening. Yeah. So this gets a two as a, a, a from an enjoyment perspective. This is a clean ten out of ten, boys. I can't recommend this fucking show enough. If you look, if you have a if you have a bunch of friends, just get a bunch of friends together. Get some booze, get some drinks, pour out a couple, and fucking watch it. It is so it's good. It, you not regret it. You won't regret it. It's going to be a fun, a fun time. You Take are going a shot to- every time the show's internal logic is wrong. <laughs> Take, Take a, a shot sh- every time you see a CG. Exp- Take a shot every time the camera rotates. You will be wasted by the end of episode one. And it'll be, uh, you'll be wasted, dude. It's cool. So definitely fucking, um. For those at home. For those at home, please drink responsibly. Uh, Yeah. Responsibly. And that gives our average rating a 1.6. Out of ten, I think this is the lowest score for the show. I think this, this might is the, lo- be the yeah. Lo- this is the lowest scoring show we've had on uh, the podcast all year. Yeah, oh, which yeah. is Probably saying something it- because Nakaimo is a thing. <laughs> yeah, but Spencer. Get- the thing is that Josh and Spencer gave it above five, so that's why it's higher than most things. I think I have. A- I think it's higher than. I think the average score for Nakaimo is actually higher than Epi Ten. Uh, which is Epi Ten's a f- clean five. I think the Kaimo is like a six point, like a five point. Two or 5.3. Um, so I think I think the Kaimo's higher than MB10. Anime fans are stupid and anime was a mistake. Go watch Taboo Tattoo and the link in the description. You won't regret it unless you do, in which case, you can get a gun. <laughs> you, I mean, you can get a gun. I mean, we, we warned you, man, that it's good. Also, do you want to know how they pronounce Bluzy Fruzy's name in English, in Japanese? Bruji Fuji. <laughs> 
That's like fucking Blaze Blue, like Brebaru, Krosatagabato. Brack Roba. Can we wrap this up? Uh, we, we will not sully that with Black Rover. Black Rover is way too good for. Uh, fucking. I think we're pretty much yeah, done. It's time to pick the next anime on the podcast. Next podcast will be our final. Uh, next podcast will be our final and uh, final North Standard podcast of the year. Um, as we head into December, as we head into the end year end. Um, as such, uh, and, and yeah, I believe it is my pick for next for the next podcast. Uh, is that correct, Shane? Uh, yes, because my last pick before we did Month of Spook was Flip Flappers, so it is yeah. your pick this time. It is my pick, and I am very excited, and, uh, I was thinking, like, what should we end the year on? And after Tattoo Tattoo, I feel like we should end on a high note, and, um, we're gonna do the, we're gonna do a first on the gap, um, uh, a first on the gap, and we're actually gonna go back to a show we've already technically covered. Yes, we haven't um, done that up until this point. Uh, we will, it will happen more in the future. Don't worry. Uh, we will go back. We will, we, we, we always love going back to shows we love and we're going to go back to a show we covered because they had a new season that just that wrapped up about a month, about a couple months ago, uh, like around a month ago. And I think it's time we cover it. Uh, let's go back to my hero boys. Yeah! We're going back to my yeah! hero. Next podcast, we're going to be covering, uh, season three of season three of my hero. Um, uh, it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a real, real fun time. It'll be also a final standard podcast of the year, and we'll have more. Uh, as for what will, uh, but it will not be our final podcast for the year. For our final podcast of the year, there will be more. We uh, will give you more information next podcast. So, so we can uh, we can finally talk about the, the the summer camp, the hideout raid, the license exam. Fucking, uh, fucking Deku versus Bosh. Deku versus Bakugo. Oh, all Might versus All One. Deku versus Muscular. Tetsu Tetsu versus Mustard. Uh, we can finally talk about um. Inarisa versus Todoroki. Inarisa versus Todoroki. We can talk about um. We fucking we can talk about we can talk about uh fucking All Might running away from his students because they thought he was a villain. Um, <laughs> we can talk about filler. We can talk. We can talk. We can talk about Mirio. We can talk about Overhaul. We can talk about all of that. We can talk uh, about the big three. It's gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be an absolute fun time. We're gonna we're gonna finally finally talk about it. I, I think I fucking uh, I think but and I think with that we're pretty much done here. I am your host Matt, aka Legion Rex. You can find me on Twitter and you can find me on YouTube as well. Uh, with me, I have my co-host Shane, aka the Bearded One. Uh, you can find him on Twitter as well, where he is doing an FMA rewatch. If you want to follow him as he's rewatching the entirety of FMA, he does this yearly. But this is the first year in a row that he is transcribing his thoughts. Honestly, Shane, you should do that for more shows. Post uh, that uh, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly should, but I'm not as uh, confident in my uh, analysis work as you are. So I usually keep quiet. But for something as close, as something as close to my heart as FMA, I felt like I had to get my thoughts about it out there. <laughs> so go follow me on Twitter at Bearded Gaming N if you want to hear me talk about FMA, which is goddamn amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go follow him. He also, he's also at the Bearded Game Network, you can, uh, there you ha- uh, he uh, uploads unboxings, let's plays, podcasts, a bunch of other stuff, possibly streams sometimes. Um, whenever I have ha- time, whenever he has time, and he's busy right now. So, um, so, uh, but with that, as uh, you can also find him there. Um, also, myself, we have our other co-host, Spencer, our late co-host Spencer. 
uh, uh, Spencer. You can find him on Twitter at Beery Burton. Uh, mm-hmm. That's with two uh, E's. It's the two E's. Uh, yep. Uh, and I think with that, I think we're ready to uh, wrap up here. Uh, so, uh, so I hope all of you have a wonderful. I hope you all have a wonderful couple of weeks, and we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time for more My Hero, and also make sure you watch Taboo Tattoo. Like, get on that shit. Yeah, get on that. Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to the Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get that